Hello, and welcome back to the Seymour Mongo podcast. Mongo, we had a huge week in the NFL this past week. It was week one of the preseason. We got to see live football. We did, yeah, yeah, and we 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 got we got to see um, the you know the the greatest rivalry in New York sports, probably the only rivalry in New York sports left. The Giants the and Jets. The only rivalry that matters. You know, mean, yeah, the only rivalry that matters. It has any relevance to sports in New York anyway. The preseason matchup of the Giants and the Jets. So, since I've known you, Mongo, I feel like the preseason is one of your most favorite times of years. Times of year, times of years, either way. Yeah. But I feel like it's one of your most favorite things. Like, I don't know if I've talked to anybody who's had as much, you know, like knowledge about college players coming into the league as you have. So, what was your first, you know, reaction to? week one of the preseason as a whole, not even just like giant specific or jet specific, but what was, as a whole, what do you think, what was your perspective? Yeah. I mean, of course, coming from Syracuse, you know, I like to follow some of Syracuse guys going around the league. And um, so, that, I mean, that's always my first thing is looking at Syracuse guys, especially the ones who recently came out like Andre Cisco, mm-hmm. uh, Obi Malfano, Trill Williams. Like I try Trill to check Williams out. has become like famous. Yeah, he has. Yep. Yeah, he is. He's. I call him a mix of Carlton Davis, and who was the other player I was thinking of? The Hulk. Oh, uh, no, Jamal Adams, not the Hulk. No. Oh, Jamal Adams. We don't talk about him. <laughs> we don't talk about. That's why I, I was trying to forget it for you, but for some reason I couldn't forget it enough to not say it. I appreciate the effort. We'll stick with the Hulk. But going back to Trill Williams, Seymour. Why, why did he go viral? Let's tell, let's tell the good people. Did you not see the press coverage where he absolutely knocked the receiver down? He'll, he'll bring Miami – play, Miami played Chicago, right? To, yeah, yep. No, he played Chicago. He, yeah, he's down in Miami. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, and yeah. he just tossed him to the side <laughs> in press cover. And it was completely legal. It was within the five yards, but it was just like – he almost broke right. the poor the he almost broke the poor man's collarbone. That's how that's how hard he hit him in press conference. With a right-handed jab. Yeah. But Trill no. Trill tested out in two things in the when it came to like his pro day, and it was bench press and 40 time. So the bench press was on display right there. I think we saw the bench press. Yeah. <laughs> it's on a very impressive bench press. Yeah, if you haven't seen the video, you should check it out. I mean, it's it's gotten like over a thousand views. Um, yeah, he's kind of blowing up down there in um, Miami, which kind of hurts me as a Jets fan. I'd like to see him somewhere else, but it is pretty awesome to see that Syracuse name be successful in some capacity already. Yeah, no, definitely, and I'm I'm hoping that he can find himself a way under that Miami roster. We know that cornerback room is. It's, it's pretty deep, so it'll it's gonna it's been an uphill climb so far. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a starter, but let's hope he makes the team. Yeah, yeah, I think he would be a great <laughs> special teams player there, and that's and that's what the preseason is about. It's finding those guys on the back of the roster who are gonna be able to play special teams. I mean, that's how you make the roster is being able to play special teams, and maybe eventually when 
you're ready, you can work your way, or an injury happens, you can work your way into the starting lineup. I mean, that's the right. goal preseason for most I mean, of these guys. Look at Richard Sherman. Look at you know Marcus Colston. They weren't they they weren't wholesome names when they came out. Yeah. And look at the careers they have and have had, and a lot of players like that. So Mongo, you touched on it a little bit at the very you know in our introduction. The Snoopy Bowl, the MetLife Snoopy Bowl, the Golden Cup for any preseason game. Wait, is that what they win? They win a Golden Cup? I thought they – No, I think it's actually a statue of Snoopy, but I didn't really know how to describe it (sighs) without a little bit of a reference. Yeah, too. So, you know, we'll say it's the trophy of all preseason games. You know, the only one that really matters the Snoopy Bowl between the Jets and the Giants. And that took place this past week. So our first down topic, I just kind of want to talk to you about your perspective from a Giants fan and what you saw, what you like, maybe what you have a little bit of concerns about. But what yeah. did you see in oh, that you know, Snoopy Bowl game? Yeah. I mean, so this is something we talked about a bit before we got on recording is that um, this Giants offensive line, I mean, there, there was a reason why Daniel Jones wasn't playing. It is not ready yet for the regular season. Carl Lawson, sorry. I was having nightmares with Carl Lawson all night. Um, yeah, so as we spoke about a few weeks ago, Shane Lemieux got injured, and, you know, it, it actually turned out not to be that bad, but he's still out of the lineup. So we had one backup guard in, but the rest of the line was our starting offensive line. And our tackles did not look good on, on Saturday. They were getting blown off the ball from, from the very get-go of this game. And and it I think it ponders me that to see that at this point they're still not ready to start. You don't have anybody in there that can back back them up. But we're continually putting these tackles out there when they're not ready. Um yeah, I mean, we took Andrew Thomas at four because we thought he'd be pro-ready. Right. And he has not looked ready. And, I mean, a lot of people say he's been getting better, and some of the stats show that he, he you know, he did improve towards the end of the year. But I just – I don't know if he's athletic enough to play on the left side. He just – he looks very sluggish out there in the passing game. I mean, our run, we can get to the running game later, but – well, I was going to say, like, I know your stance right now on this offensive line has to be from a passing game standpoint, correct? Right, yep. Yeah. But I feel like the, the point of success that the Giants did have, even though they didn't play Daniel Jones and have their wide receivers, like, obviously the passing game might struggle a little bit. But yeah. the strength they did have in this Snoopy Bowl game was the running game. I feel like that offensive line did get a pretty good push at times to give – you know, whichever running back was in the game at the time, a few lanes to uh, fill. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that um, that Hernandez had had a very good game. Um, he he was he looked very good out there pulling. I was actually kind of surprised at how how good he, he looked. I mean, he's planned for his job this year, being in a, a contract year, and um, yeah, I felt like he looked good out there. But I just when it comes to pass protection, I mean, that's that's something that's been a question mark for the Giants for the past, um, I don't know, I don't even know, like seven years? It's It's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, you've watched them closer than I have, but I feel like 
I haven't heard anything good out of the Giants offensive line in a little while. Yeah, no, I agreed. And, and that's something that going into week two of the preseason, I'm discouraged by. I mean, we're signing vets off the street just to field a, a second team in practice right now. Well, you have everybody retiring. Yeah, yeah. Joe Judge has forced half of the team into retirement. Daniel Jones himself considered retiring last week. That's why he was he didn't play in the game because he was. Oh, he was still contemplating that decision. I got yeah. it now. Um, but in all seriousness, um, um, this defense is this this is this is what we're talking about here for the Giants, and that's that's what's going to give them a chance this year is the defense, hopefully, an improved special teams. We, our coverage unit wasn't great last year, so um, we, ju- we just traded. I don't know. There. what's his, I think it was Matt Cole. He had one heck of a uh, downing of the ball. I don't know. I don't know how you would use that as a. Yeah. yeah well, I'm not I, sure. But he, he knocked it back in the field of play where they downed it within, you know, within the five, and that was a very impressive play. Yeah, he he'll laid the ball on the goal line. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's a guy who the Jets just cut, so it was cool to see that. You know, that was a nice little, nice little, you know, stab there. Mondo. Yeah, I figured I'd throw that in there, but yeah, no, I was pretty impressed by that. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's was looking into this season, looking after. I mean, I know the first preseason game, you don't want to overreact, but like, I mean, this this is a Jets team that let's just, let's just say it, you know, they haven't been the most talented. So, and having our starting offense. This is about to be a compliment. Is this about to be a compliment? Hold on. Let me get ready. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, this Jets team isn't the most talented. So, you want to look pretty good against them in the preseason, especially with your starting offensive line out there. Not a compliment. Sorry. Sorry, Seymour, but I couldn't – this is more of a bash at the Giants that I'm nervous about this offense, you know. When Saquon got hurt, I mean, I felt like the offensive line wasn't ready from a running game standpoint where he was running for his life a lot and trying to make a lot happen. That's one of the reasons why I felt like he got hurt. But I don't know. I, I think you would agree this defense is, is going to be our strength this year. And, um, yeah, and it's it seems like it's it'll be the same, if not better, this year. But I, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, in this game, Blake Martinez didn't play. Bradbury didn't play. You know, you're Jackson. Big, Right, your big names, you know, who produced for you at a high level last year didn't play, and the defense was still very respectable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so when you say the defense is the strength, I think that's the way you have to look at it. But playing devil's advocate, when you do get Saquon back, you know, like we said – Multiple times now, Daniel Jones didn't play because he's thinking about retirement. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Galladay, he didn't play. Shepard didn't play. So I understand yep. the concerns Scenarios with the Tony, offense. Evan Ingram. Right. You know, like, I don't think they had a skill position player start. So. No. Yeah. yeah Darius Slayton was the only receiver. With, with the offense. But I think you just have to kind of focus that concern on the offensive line. Yeah, I don't think you can look, look at you know the production from the offense as from a skill position standpoint. Right. No, that's a fair point. And like you said, like our running game, you know, it it 
it really came on at the end of last year with Wayne Gallman at the helm and, and this mm-hmm. offensive line, you know, the offensive line, one of the bright spots is it, it hasn't changed much from last year and our running game did look pretty good with backup running backs. So like, well, I guess what, I mean, I guess you can kind of expect the same, if not better this year with Saquon returning. But I think that you have an, you have a downhill offensive line. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. I don't know yeah. how else to classify it. It's a, it's a downhill it's offensive line. It's a power, line. it's a power running game offensive line. Hernandez himself looks just looks like someone who just likes to run forward. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he looks like that bullish offensive lineman. I feel like that's the identity that your offensive line has right now, which means they need made need to maybe work a little bit harder at the pass protection aspect. No, I agree. Yeah, and if if they don't, I think our backup tight end Caden Smith will be our our swing tackle at all times. He's not going out on any pass pass routes. He's just going to play tackle. Six offensive linemen. Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna go six O linemen. We know. I mean, we we got receivers that can get open now. Like, let's go with six O linemen. Right. Yeah. You know, just go the two yard hitch route. Get out. Get the ball out of Daniel Jones' hands. And Tony's you know, just gonna make it happen after what the Tony catch. Can do. Yeah. Him and Sterling Shepard. But like I said, this, this offensive line, I mean, one of the reasons they might have looked bad was because maybe maybe the Jets' defensive line really is improved. How, how do you feel going a second down? How do you feel about that, Seymour? So I think that I have an absolute 180-degree turn on my perspective of the game from a Jets standpoint. <laughs> There's not much I didn't like. So why don't I start with that? um i'm still very concerned about the secondary um i would like to see bryce hoff play a little tighter play a little tougher um bless austin didn't get a lot of action but i feel like with mike glennon and the backup i mean i know darius Slayton played yeah but i feel like that was the weak point. That's where they moved the ball. And I would have liked – I, I just think there's still a lot of question marks on that back end. With that being said, I did like the play of Brandon Eccles. He, um, he was one of the second-string defensive backs that came in. He was tested a bit. He did have a pass interference called on him that put the Giants down, you know, at the goal line. But for the most part, he played a really good game. Um, but other than that, like you said, I think the Jets looked really good. Um, Zach Wilson looked comfortable. He looked he looked in control. He looked in command. I'm not going to say he looks like, you know, the second coming of Joe Namath right now, but he yep. looked comfortable. I think that's a that's a good word to put it. Like the Jets, as a, I mean, I'll, I'll let you get into Zach Wilson more, but the Jets as a whole looked looked in control of themselves. They didn't look like they were playing out of control. Which with Adam yeah. Gase, it looked like a lot of times they were just not playing discipline, not not taking care of the ball, not not playing. They they were you know they were falling behind in the in the downs. You know, getting to 
second and longs, third and longs. Like I felt like you guys were more in control of yourselves this game. Right. And I think I think a lot of Zach Wilson's throws were predetermined. It didn't look like he had to go through a lot of progressions. Yeah. Um throughout the night. So I would I want to see him do that more. I'm not complaining, obviously, because it worked. You know, he looked great. Yeah. But um, I would like to see him go through a little more progressions when he needs to. I was really happy to see Corey Davis get involved. You know, he signed that wide receiver to that big contract. Let's get him the ball. That was good to see. Yeah. Um, Keelan Cole caught a few balls. I really liked Michael Carter. He ran the perimeter pretty well. I feel like when he was up inside the tackles, maybe it was a little less productive. But, you know, when they ran those pitches or ran those stretches. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson looked very good. He looked very good. He's gonna um, he's gonna compete for some carries. I mean, I think I think he's gonna stick. I think yeah. he's gonna stick. He had a really nice night the other night. But I my biggest focus, and we've talked about it a little bit already, um, leading up to the show before we started recording, the trenches. The Jets yeah. looked so much better in the trenches. Um, I mean, the offensive line standpoint. Makai Becton, I think he's good. I mean, I think he's that pro-ready tackle that you guys might have been looking at at four. You know, yeah. you wanted Andrew Thomas to be at four last year. And I didn't even mean that as a dig, but, you know, just as a I, I would have taken any one of them. But, you know, I think Becton, he is – I think he's going to be – I think he's there, and I think he's playing at a high level already. You know, you have Morgan Moses on the right side. He's already – I mean, he saw – Zach Wilson tap him on the back after the completion with Keelan Cole, you know, say a few choice words. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll leave it at that. But, um, you know, he's protecting Wilson from the front side. And you could see that the running game was already starting to get going off that left side. And Elijah Vera Tucker didn't even play. Yeah. So the offensive line standpoint, at least for this game looks a thousand times better than what it was last year. Um, when you look on the defensive side of the line, it looked awesome. I mean, I once <laughs> I heard that Daniel Jones wasn't playing. I believe I shot you a text and was like, hey, you know, Giants scared of the Jets defensive line. And it came kind of true. I'm not going to say they were uh, dominant, but they were a lot more produ- productive in this you know, preseason game than they were all of last season, I feel like. Yeah. You know, even though Carl Lawson didn't land a sack, he got a few pressures on Glennon in the one series that he played. I think he got two pressures on him. If I'm, you know, I'm not looking at any stats, but from what I remember, he had two pressures on him and the one led to Bryce Huff getting him from the front side. You know, um, Jonathan Marshall looked good late in the game. He ended up sacking, um, was the backup quarterback of the Giants? Oh. I can't remember oh. what's the name off. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's a Northwestern um, Thorson. guy. Thorson. Yeah, Thorson. Yeah, we just placed but him he, on IR you know, after this. He got game. a safety on Thorson. You know, he got in there, made that pressure, which led to a safety. I I think the defensive and offensive lines look great, and to round this out, C.J. Mosley came to play. In the one series or yep. a couple series that he played, he had a tipped ball. He had a couple tackles. You know, he looks quicker. He's down 15 pounds from even earlier in the offseason, they say. 
Wow. I watched him on one Jets drive. He came in initially at 345 or 245. He's down to 230. Yeah. You know, he just, I'm excited to get him back. And overall, I'm just, I'm excited. I know I'm a Jets homer. I'm always going to be excited, but it, it just feels different this time. The start you know, of something new. Right. And, you know, looping back to, the, I'm going to end where I started. Zach Wilson, it looks like the ball is just so much more live out of his hand than previous quarterbacks that we've had. Um, a little shade here, but. But it just, look, it just looks like it's got some zip on it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it just looks so, it looks quick. It looks quick and efficient. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm definitely excited. I think that, you know, you couldn't have asked for a preseason week one to go better for the Jets. I know they didn't play a team that played all of their – or they did play a team that didn't play all of their starters, but you can't knock them on that. That's not their call. So yeah. I was very happy with the result of week one of the preseason from the Jets' standpoint. Yeah, all, I'll, all I'll, I will say is just wait wait on this pass rush because, um, like I said, like this Giants offensive line, they weren't. They're not great at pass protecting. Let's just say that. And um, it's going to continue to come up this year. And I think if anything's going to get in the way, I don't know if it'll be Daniel Jones this year because this pass protection, um, this may this may be the, the fault um, well, of our season. Same, he might have the same fate as Sam Darnold. Yeah, he might. Especially, I mean, this is this is your three for him. Um Giants have two first round picks next year. Like if this offensive line doesn't shape up, I mean, he's, he might fall the same way Sam Darnold fell. But yeah, getting in the third down, we're going to talk about these rookie quarterbacks. You, you touched on Zach Wilson a little bit, so I'll give, I'll give my two cents about him. Um, Yeah. I thought he was getting more comfortable every, every throw, every drive out there. Looked like he was getting more comfortable with the offense, with the speed of the game. I will say I was a little upset that he didn't um, he didn't run around in the pocket as much as I thought he would. I thought he I, would. I have the same exact comment. I was kind of looking for a little bit of uh, you know shake and bake back there. Yeah, and trying to make make, make a play happen off script. Um, that would have been that would have been fun to see. I know with this offense, they don't want too much of that. Mm-hmm. Um, with with this Shanahan offense, but. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm curious to see if we'll see that at some point this preseason. Because with some of these other rookie quarterbacks, we were able to see their legs a little more, or we didn't see that with uh, Wilson. Right. And I think that's a huge part of his game. And that might come in time, you know, like with teams that might have a little bit better pass rush or more efficient pass rush. You know, he might have to use his legs more, but you're right. I would have definitely liked to see a little bit of uh, heroics, for lack of a better word. Yeah. You know, off script plays. So, as we move into this rookie quarterback conversation, Mac Jones and Justin Fields, I feel like, have been stealing the spotlight. And, you know, the ESPN coverage, NFL Network coverage, any, you know, football coverage I've watched. Do you think there's a little bit of an overreaction to Mac Jones and Justin Fields right now, Mongo? 
So are you saying are you saying like in a positive way, like Mac Jones and are you yeah, saying they're like saying, they're saying that like it seems like they're like sold that Mac Jones is Tom Brady 2.0 and yeah. Justin Fields is you know the first four thousand yard passer in Chicago Bears history. Yeah. What yeah, I've been because I've been getting mixed things on Justin Fields, uh just from what I've been reading and um, you know, I I think he had a few I think he had a turnover or two in the game. I thought I don't I've been hearing like a a few bad things just about his passing and how it wasn't super consistent. Yeah. I mean, I I was watching good morning football this morning and they were all on the Justin Fields bandwagon. Really? I agree. He went 14 for 21, 160 something yards. I think something like that. Had a rushing touchdown. Had a rushing touchdown. He did throw for one touchdown. Yeah. And then he had Mac Jones. He had very similar numbers to Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a little – I mean, they both had very solid debuts. I'm not saying that. But I feel like there's been a lot of talk like Mac Jones was so good, so good, so good. Yeah. When he played against the second string and third string defense of their first week opponent. Yeah. And like the same with Justin Fields. He came in in the third series against Miami – he did. I feel like he struggled with his first couple of series, and then he just hit his slot, hit his stride, and then yeah. he just off. Oh, that's when he threw that touchdown and ran for that touchdown. I yeah. think they both looked really good, but I don't know. Do we pump the brakes on him a little bit? Because I think Justin Fields honestly should be starting in Chicago. Yeah. Over Andy I, Dolan. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. I think. Very similar to the Giants. I just don't know about their offensive line situation. I don't know if I want to trot Justin Fields out there with his offensive line. But who would you trust more behind that offensive line to scramble and make a play happen rather than Andy Dalton or Justin Fields? I'll raise you one, Joe Barrow, before I answer that question. Touche. <laughs> yeah i i mean i'm just for protecting rookie quarterbacks i understand like being able to run around and stuff but running around also like develops bad habits too and um when you're running from um because of the, the poor offensive line i just i don't know if if i would want to put justin fields out there without knowing how this line looks week one week two you know see them and how they how they perform and see See if they, they, you know, are able to improve, I think. I mean, we know Andy Dalton is a capable starter, and um, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, they're playing for their job. I mean, they're coaching and GMing for their jobs this year. So, I mean, they need to win, and I agree, like, Justin Fields. If you, if you want to win this year, put Justin Fields in. If you want to develop Justin Fields, maybe sit him on the bench for a few games, figure out this offensive line, and let's not get too many bad habits or Justin Fields hurt. Because we know in college he was pretty banged up for both of his his years starting, so I, I guess that's that's kind of where I stand with Justin Fields. It's not the talent that I'm. Um, it's not his talent. I think he'll be a star in Chicago. I totally agree. I just think there was a lot of um, praise for both of these quarterbacks when I don't know if they showed that much more than a Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson. 
Or Trey Lance. Or Trey Lance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just based on the skill level that they of their opponents at the time that they played in the preseason game. Yeah. No, I you know agree. I, I mean? think Lawrence honestly surprised me the most because of how well I was. A little, were you a little disappointed, in Lawrence? And I'm not just saying this as a Zach Wilson homer. I w- I don't know. Like he got off to that really rough start, and then he did come back a little bit. Yeah. He had similar numbers to Zach Wilson. Yeah. But. What do you yeah, think? I mean, I guess I'm I'm more focusing on like the wow throws that he has, yeah, and not focusing on the consistency as much, especially in the preseason. I but, guess. Um, but that that has been an issue for Lawrence is that you know he has always had a lot of wow throws, but against bigger competition in college, um, sometimes he wasn't as consistent. Right. Um, so then, no, that, that's a fair point you bring up, Seymour. I mean, like he did have the fumble. He had a couple of sacks which, you know, obviously some of them aren't going to be his fault. Some of them are. It is still Jacksonville. It is still Jacksonville. I mean, you have Tim Tebow down there throwing blocks. You see that one? I I was trying not to pay attention to that. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying I think that there's a lot of praise for Mac Jones and Justin Fields when the level of competition they played against. And I know it's the NFL. Everybody can play. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But – you have te- people like Trevor Lawrence who might not have looked as good as you wanted to, but still had pretty good numbers. You had yeah. Zach Wilson. You had pretty good numbers. You had Trey Lance. Completion percentage wasn't there as much, but he had some really nice plays. Yeah. You know, why are Mac Jones and Justin Fields getting this big reaction? That's my question. Are they being overreacted to? Do they deserve this praise? I just got to see more of them. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. So let's talk about a guy who we think deserves the praise. I think we, you kind of stole this one from me in the pre-show conversation. Ah. Sam Ellinger in Indianapolis. I think he should have a real solid, you know, chance to win this starting job. If Carson Wentz can't come in playing week one. He impressed me, Mongo. He impressed me. I mean, what was he? He had a great completion percentage. I can't remember the exact, you know, completions and completions, you know, per attempt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The one one interception was kind of bad. I'm not going to lie. I watched that a little bit earlier. You know, it was kind of on a fade route in the middle of the – not a fade route, but a corner route. Yeah. In the middle of the field, and he just kind of underthrew him, underthrew the receiver, and the DB cut under, picked it off. Yeah. It was not the best throw. But this was more than I expected out of Sam Ellinger. Yeah, honestly, like, oh, man. He led him I'm... to 11 points, Mongo. He led him to 11 points, not even counting the drive at the end of the game to win it i'm gonna no i i i'm no i'm on the same page with you i think sam ellinger i remember watching him in college um you know watching his film and and really looking at him and like i think a lot of people were saying like this guy like he's a college quarterback you know he just runs a lot and and they they run that that power option with him and um 
But for some reason, I just watched his game and I went, you know, this guy's just going to stick around, you know. He's one of those quarterbacks that's going to stick around because he can if make If anything, he's going to be leg. Colt McCoy. Yeah. He, and yeah. look at the success he's had. Right, yeah. I mean, he's in he, – I think he's in Arizona now as the backup. He's in Arizona, and I think he's the last quarterback from his draft class in the league. Oh, right, yeah. That was Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow. I mean, technically, yeah. Tim Tebow's still in the league. Quarterback. <laughs> All right, but no, I, I see Sam Ellinger. Yeah. As Chase Daniel, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like. I mean, and let's it, face it, that's not a bad lifestyle. It's not. Yeah, we're not. We're not calling him like the next star, like star rookie quarterback in the league. We're not saying he's comparable to the the, the five guys we just talked about before we went on the first round. But I mean, he's gonna stick around, and he's let he might just play it if they don't trade for anybody. I'm gonna tell you right now, if they do not trade for anybody, he's winning the job. He's gonna win the job if Carson Wentz is still out by week one. He will win the job, and let me tell you, if he has to play a few games, he's gonna win them. And you know they might go. I mean, let's let me pull up. He's gutsy. He's gutsy. He's a gutsy Gutsy guy. I mean. In that game, he decided to scramble for the two-point conversion to tie it. Yeah. You know, and then he drove him down the field for the game-winning field goal. He's got – I mean, I could yeah. not agree with you more. He's just gutsy. And he. I think he – I think we were both a little high on him coming out. Yeah, we liked him. Draft. We liked him coming out. But I think he even exceeded my expectations, at least in this first week. Yeah. It you seems know? like they want to play for him. In Indianapolis, right. where Eason, Eason has been given every chance to win the job, even going into this offseason, you know. He was right. What, they take him in the second round last year? Or the third round? It was either second or third. I can't remember. Yeah. Off the top of my head, so that's to developmental. You know, obviously, they thought highly of him to take him that high. And what is Sam went in the fifth or sixth round? Like, And he's gonna he's already going to beat him out? He's at least going to make him look over his shoulder. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So would you say Sam Ellinger was your best rookie quarterback of the first week? Best? Uh, no, not, not best. I would say. Who's your best? This, this might be a hot take, but I mean, I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence just because. Okay. He looks the part. He's getting people excited in Jacksonville and. Um, I think it's more of what I've heard out of training camp, honestly, if I'm being honest. Like, um, let me tell you, I'm a Trey Lance guy all the way, but but Trevor Lawrence has been impressing me so far, and I I think he's going to get some excitement down in Jacksonville. But Sam Sam Allinger is no slash. You're right. But I think my best quarterback of the week was my man, Wall Street Wilson. Give it to Wall Street. Give it to Wall Street. I've got to. I mean, just the fact he didn't throw an interception makes me think he's the best. <sighs> so that's where I'm going to end that conversation and yeah. move right into fourth down. What are you looking forward to or what are you looking for looking for out of the Giants in preseason week two? They're playing the Browns. They have the, the you know joint practice coming up. What, what do you want to see out of the Giants in week two? Yeah, I mean, um, the Browns have two good edge rushers in Miles Garrett and um, 
Javion Clowney, and they have a few other guys in there as well. Um, I don't the know if they're going to play. Battles are going to be tested again. Yeah, if, they, if they're playing this preseason, I don't know if they're playing Garrett. And, um, oh, that's right. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. my... But, I mean, even their backups would test us, honestly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Tony on the field. I feel like it's just been, like, all summer. Like, when you see Tony practice, okay, Tony's, like, out of practice, like, a little bit. And, and then I'm like, okay, can we see Tony in the game? And we're just – I, I mean, it's kind of like the Odell thing when Odell was a rookie and he missed, like, the whole preseason, missed the first yeah. four games, and then came out and shined. Like, I mean, JoJo is just saying all great things about Tony from a classroom perspective in terms of learning, but, like – But let's see it. Yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. And, like, I haven't even seen it much in practice. Like, Let's put this pen to paper. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think another thing is just these edge rushers. Um, just seeing how they do it. He's looked, you know, he looked all right for the first game. You know, he didn't really get a ton of, ton of work in general, but um, yeah, I, I just, I want to see some pressure because I'm starting to get nervous that we're not going to be able to rush the passer again. We're going to have to manufacture a pass rusher with different blitzes and with different linebacker and um, safety usages. So, um, which isn't bad, but it's just when that's your main form of pass rush, it's just not ideal. No, it's tough. I mean, I've, I've lived that for the past 10 years now, you know, yeah. generating pass rush with the linebackers, and, you know, even cornerbacks at times. Definitely. So, I think I the last the last thing I want to talk about is just that the last – the fifth and sixth, sixth receiver battle. I mean, I got to mention David Sills. He looked he looked pretty – he actually impressed me. He looked really, well, he looked really good. Yeah. He did. He did. He doesn't offer a ton after the catch. He's a mainly a possession guy, but I mean, he's, he's able to get open. I mean, he, he catches the ball really well. Um, main question is, is he going to be able to play special teams? Cause he's not, you know, he's, he's not, he doesn't give off, I guess, special teams vibes in terms of toughness, tackling. Um, yeah. Being able to do things like Matt Cole did, like being able to, to be a gunner, like, like, I, I just don't know if he'll give that to us. That's why we've been giving guys like CJ Board and um and Alec and um Austin Mack. We've been giving them like so much runner or receiver because they play special teams. And to be frank, I don't know if Sills is gonna be able to help us out on special teams. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the special teams kind of specialist. <laughs> for lack of, for lack of a better word. But I see what you're saying. But he did look good. I mean, he made a few catches. He made one down the sideline, didn't he? Yeah. At one point. Yeah, you um, can get open. Yeah. Right, you can get open. Yeah. So as the Jets move on to Lambeau next week, they have a few joint practices lined up with the uh, Packers. I want to see the pass rush. I want to see it continue to be consistent. You know, I think the Packers might have a little bit better – Offensive line than the Giants did this past week. Um, so Not I want anything bold. I <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to see somebody get home, you know, yeah. get a sack. I'd like to see an interception. I know that that's a very vague comment, <laughs> but I'd like to see the DBs make a play. 
Yeah. You know, someone other than Marcus May or Lamarcus Joyner. We know oh, what they that's can understandable. Do. Yeah. You know, like we know what they can do. I want to see someone step up from that cornerback position and just, you know, get a few pass breakups in a row. Get yeah. it, maybe get an interception, you know. Someone step up from that standpoint. Yeah. I want to see Zach Wilson continue to protect the ball. You know, that's my biggest fear at this point is interceptions from the cornerback quarterback position. And Denzel Mims, let's get him with some, you know, first stringers. I don't know he what he good. did. He did look good out there. Like, you right. see him I don't know like, okay, like. To the Jets coaching staff or whatnot. I know he had food poisoning from the salmon a couple weeks ago or months ago, but I want to see Denzel Mims. I am I love Denzel Mims. He was fantastic last year when he was on the field. He what do you have two catches with, this weekend? He had three. Three. Had three yeah. Catches. One of them he carried, you know, Giants defenders for eleven yards. You watch him play and you're like, yeah, that guy kind of stands out among the backups. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, let's let him play against the starters. I mean, he started games last year. I don't know. I mean, I know the Jets skill wasn't great last year, but I want to see Denzel Mims. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I, I it like doesn't him. make sense. I don't know what's going on. If it's a classroom thing or a locker room thing, or the, maybe it's a salmon thing. I don't know. Um, it sounds. It, it just fishy. sounds fishy it's to fishy. me. What's going on? Yeah. It's fishy. I mean, I just, I think. Yeah. That, he stayed. He stood out. He stood out right away, and you're like, we need to see him against starters because, like, that's, he's a big target. Yeah. He's fast. I saw him on special teams. He was the first one down the field. You know. Bobby Anderson ain't walking out of that receiver room any day. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get Denzel Mims involved. Let's see what Jack Wilson can do when he throws to him. And so let's let's talk about anything anything non-Jets and Giants related that we want to touch on before before we end this beautiful pod. What's on what's on your mind there, Mongo? I, I mean, I was looking at some of the matchups this week, and um, one of the ones I'm excited about is like Jacksonville, New Orleans on Monday night, like. Feel like that's going to get a lot of viewers. You got Trevor Who Lawrence. That quarterback Taysom. battle, Jameis or Taysom? I can I choose both. Is that an option? Can I say this right now? Yeah. Jameis needs to be the starter. I. Here's my justification. Maybe Taysom is just as good as a quarterback. Yeah. As Jameis is. But Taysom Hill has made a living in this league as that gadget guy, as that, you know, toss to the running back when he's in the backfield, you know, halfback pass. Yeah. You know, or the, you know, when he lines up as the extra tight end and runs that seven yard out and turns yeah. it upfield for a first down. That's what – I mean, and I'm not – I've seen Taysom throw the ball. I'm not saying he doesn't throw a good ball. He does. But I think if you play Taysom Hill as strictly a quarterback, you're losing a dimension of your offense that you would still have when Jameis Winston is under center 
And right, you can still sneak Taysom on the field. just as much as Taysom Hill. Yeah, and you can still use Taysom in that role. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, I think, I think that's just, I think we, I think after looking at it this off season, I think everyone just realizes like that's the only, it's the only option for them to be able to keep this offensive line alive, and for Sean Payton not to put all his stock in J- Jameis Winston this season and that roller coaster that Jameis can be turning over the football. Well, I just think he, I, I think he is a more natural quarterback. No, I agree. You know, like, and I think he he can when you allow Jameis to play four quarters on a weekly basis, he's gonna get in a rhythm. He's gonna find a way to produce, especially with someone like Sean Payton. Well, we know we know Jameis is gonna produce. It's about the interceptions. It's about the turnovers, and it's about trying to limit that. I think that's the that's the thing that stands out. Have we seen enough about Taysom Hill in the quarterback position where? Do we know if he's a turnover machine? It seemed like he was last year, honestly. It seemed like he fumbled. He fumbled quite a bit when he was on our center. And so why lose that aspect of your offense by starting Taysom Hill as a full-time quarterback when you could no, still have that's that a great, gadget that's a good guy? Point you bring up. When you could still have that gadget guy with just as much skill, if not more skill at the quarterback position out of Jameis Winston. I'll tell you this: If they're they're making Jameis Winston the starting quarterback, I'm going to invest so much stock in their fantasy players because I mean this guy will throw it all over the yard. Well, I'm going to play the defense that plays him every week. <laughs> you might you might get a, get a few interceptions and a few touchdowns. A rotating defensive system this year. <laughs> so Mongo, I think we have covered all of our downs this week. In the first week of the preseason, as we move into week two, is there anything else you would like to add? No, I think I'm I'm excited for this next week. I'm excited for, um, yeah, like I said, the Giants' offensive line and in the second year and first year quarterbacks, I think Tua looked pretty good out there, and um, and I'm excited to see how he plays and and eventually when Joe Burrow comes back too. I would like to see some more Joe Burrow. But I want to see more Denzel Mims. Give him Mims. Give the man Mims. Give me the Mims. So, as always, Mongo, stay safe. And I will talk to you on our next pod. Peace out.